Hello everyone, Perrin Lovett here for Prepper Post News, courtesy of Freedom Prepper and Freedom Roasters Coffee. Uh, it is already Monday, November 16th, 2020, already halfway through November. And once again, we're, uh, we're running the daily feature uh, story up front. Um, I announced this uh, Thursday and Friday, <clears throat> and what we're looking for briefly, uh, as I said before, I'm going to throw out a big general topic first before the, uh, the rest of the news, and then uh, please feel free to comment, as you will, in the, uh, the comments section at the YouTube site where the videos are. Um, and again, all of the stories I link to will either be uh, at freedomprepper.com or down in the, uh, <clears throat> the video description below. So uh, anything you want to say, as much or as little, uh, do keep it civil. You guys are doing a great job. Um, looking for a few more comments. Uh, what I've seen so far has just been great. And I, I should have pulled those up so I could uh, discuss a few. But fantastic stuff. And today's general topic, uh, this, is, this is in and out of the news. It's an uh, it's, uh, eternal question. And that is the state of the schools. And I'm going to kind of leave it open. We can be talking about the public government operated schools, private schools, parochial schools, homeschooling, and even the great trend of unschooling. Um, and I've, I may discuss what those what those things are. But with the uh, all this year with the pandemic, we have, uh, you know, particularly the uh, public sector education and and much of the private most of the private anything that involves a schoolhouse that children go to has just been totally upended and i could have done better with the uh, how about that just lay back here and get comfortable uh, by the way this may be the uh, the final mobile video unless there's a uh, a reason for me to be out uh, conducting interviews or uh, you know running from the uh, calamity um, i may if I can find it, or if I can take another one, I may put up a, uh, a picture uh, on today's video of the progress, the great progress, at the official uh, Prepper Post News studio, which uh, hopefully I'll be operating out of uh, tomorrow, Tuesday. Uh, it may be a little bare for the first couple of days or weeks, uh, but once I, I get going with it, it should be great. And uh, education could be great, back to that quickly. Um, you know, I guess it was, what, February or March. All of the kids were just sent home. You know, it's too dangerous to be in school. Do some online learning. And that, you know, effectively, every child in America became a homeschooler uh, with varying results. And, uh, you know, this, now they're back. But now, as I've got some stories today uh, you know, there's a second, some people are calling it a third wave. And once again, they're being dismissed uh, back to the online only uh, scenario. And that works really well for certain children and not at all for others. Um, so tell me what you think about that. That's going to be the first couple of uh, stories we're going to get into. And then at the, at the very end, I've got a great happy uh, issue that I, uh, I I should have addressed on Friday, but I forgot it. Okay, so we've got uh, schools in Detroit 
that have once again suspended face-to-face -face learning. And because of the pandemic, they had some cases. And, you know, regardless of what you think about the coronavirus and what we're doing, what we're not doing, the, the numbers are kind of uh, suspicious. Um, if you break it down by age, uh, school-aged children are, is sent, this is by the CDC stats, children are just practically immune to the thing. Uh, you know, children have strong immune systems. I mean, it, it's like a 99.999% survival rate. And most of them that get it don't even know they have it. And there's copious evidence that they, uh, they don't transmit it to adults. So, but be that as it may, according to the Detroit Free Press, uh, all the kids in uh, Wayne County, Detroit City, are being sent home again uh, until January 11th, as of, uh, as of the time I checked this story. Will they come back, and will that matter? Um, I have looked at, in the past, the Detroit City schools in, in, in detail. And uh, as a few of you might know, I, I have a little bit more than an esoteric background in education. Um, but in Detroit, uh, they are below average. And, you know, the American average, I don't have the stats with me, but essentially in the, in the public schools, something like a quarter of the kids are proficient by the school standard in mathematics, and maybe a third are proficient in, uh, in reading and English. And you have similar results for uh, science and social studies and all the other subjects. Um, and yet and still, on average, we graduate 90% or more. So 20 20 to 30 percent proficiency and a 90 percent graduation rate. Imagine if whatever you do for a living, imagine if you were, you know, 25 percent productive, but you got that 90 percent uh, performance raise. How would that work out in the real world? And of course, the answer is it would not. Detroit is a little, uh, they're a little behind. Um, I looked at some of these schools at where they average. I think four or five percent proficiency in math and reading. So when I read these headlines about they're suspending face-to-face -face learning, well, it looks like to me they did that years ago. So really, what's the difference? Um, and by the way, I think last time I looked at it, they spend on average twice uh, the national average of spending per pupil per year. Uh, I think the U.S. averages eight or nine thousand, and they're close to twenty. So it's, it's not the money. There's something else at work or something else that is not working. But it's not just Detroit. Uh, you know, last week I had the, uh, the AJC story from Atlanta about the, uh, the roomies and the zoomies. And, uh, you know, by the way, when you're commenting, if you have kids in school or if you are a kid in school, uh, you know, let us know if, how the roomie-zoomie experience works out. And I'd really like to hear from homeschoolers, and particularly those, those children who are, or parents of children, uh, who are very unstructured. Um, what's her name? Carrie McDonald had a great book called Unschooled. And uh, in defiance of what you might think, just letting kids learn on their own produces some of the absolute best results. Um, so take a look at that. But if you're, if you're in Michigan, or Georgia, or Massachusetts, Indiana, coast to coast now, schools are being suspended. Um, you know, have a case here, a case there, 100 cases. 
and it's back to the uh, online learning situation. And I keep see reading these reports. Um, nobody knows what they're doing. Uh, a lot of the kids don't show up. Uh, you know, the the liberals' concern is that there's a technology divide. And in half of these households, we don't have internet connections or computers. But big screen TVs, we have. You know, Yeezy's got those. But, you know, a, uh, a Chromebook and, uh, you know, dial-up internet is uh, non-existent. But even when they have it, the kids aren't checking in. And it appears that no one really knows what's going on. The systems appear to be accepting that. And they are suspending, along with classes, all of their expectations about... Uh, testing and performance measurement, which is kind of what the schools have, uh, that's become their mantra, test, 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 instead of teach, teach, teach. So check that out. I've got a, a story from the Associated Press. And there's also CBS News covered a story out of the UK about all these, these kids being dumped back to the homes with no structure. And it's causing regression uh, in things like reading. And in America, you know, we can't really regress much further. As a matter of fact, I'm not picking on the kids. Uh, the two shining, the great shining, uh, the best things about the American public school system, one, are the kids, because regardless of who they are, where they are, almost all of them are absolutely wonderful, and they want to learn, and they deserve so much better. The other great shining point are, are many, uh, maybe not most, but many of the teachers who are highly dedicated and somebody just moved behind the bug-out studio. Hopefully the automatic uh, defenses won't activate. No, that was a dog. We're good. Uh, so there, there is hope. Um, just the real problems lie in the administration, at the school level, the school board level, the state, and especially the, uh, the national uh, DOE and all the university uh, education school levels, the bureaucracy. But anyway, this, if you had regression in, in Detroit, uh, w w are negative performance rates possible? Would kids in other counties start to do worse? Because uh, we'll, we'll find out. But in the UK, they're observing uh, decreases in reading ability. Uh, the younger kids are having trouble uh, you know, with basic skills. They're talking about even uh, potty training may be uh, affected. Um, this, is a, this is a heck of a price to pay. For, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Um, but I, I, I tried to do something a long time ago to, to do what I could to fix this. I, uh, I've got a self, uh, self-serving, uh, link to my blog where I have a dedicated education resource page. I'm going to put a link to that, uh, at freedomprepper.com. It's kind of discombobulated, uh, and you've kind of got to sift through it, but there's a little something for everybody and yes, this uh, some of it is applicable to the uh, much of the international uh, community. If you're in Canada, Europe, Mexico, um, my section on uh, homeschooling and unschooling is generally applicable to you. Um, now, in a lot of countries, you don't need any help because you do it right. But take a look at that. Now, let's let's move on beyond the education. Let's talk about the money for a second. I've got what we have here, two, three stories. Um, uh, I'll take these from uh, least to worst uh, damage to society. The New York Times has noticed a funny trend. Uh, you know, all this summer we had these peaceful protests. And in a peaceful protest in America, 
that means everything burns down. You know, you lose your gas station, your drugstore, your police station, the Target, the mall, all up in flames. And one of the defenses that these uh, peaceful protesters gave was, hey, you know, we're, we're just peacefully protesting. Besides, these businesses have insurance. It's what it's there for. Let them pay for it. We're not causing any damage. And it turns out that the big businesses are insured. They, they have the money to recoup their losses. Mom and pop places, not so much. There is, when the New York Times finally notices reality, you know that there's a major problem. And this goes back to the longstanding observation that we've made throughout all of these peaceful protests throughout all the years. Uh, people get angry. They get irrational. They burn down the grocery store. And then the grocery store collects its insurance or doesn't have insurance, goes bankrupt. But they say, the heck with it. These people are crazy. We're leaving. And all of a sudden, you have what, they, uh, what the media refers to as a food desert. And the people who burn down the grocery store show up a few weeks later and they say, I'm hungry. Where's the grocery store? And then they get angry about that. Uh, a self-perpetuating problem. But not as bad, you know, we place a lot of blame in society and it's easier to, you know, go with the big, the big mass examples, but you got to pay attention to what the little people behind the curtain are, are up to, because that's where the real problem lies. Christine Lagarde, uh, who is the uh, European Union Central Bank bankster in chief. I believe she was previously at the International um, Monetary Fund, which uh, Gerald Salente calls the, uh, what does he call it? The International M Mafia something. <laughs> but anyway, she's she has a hunch. This is a story uh, from uh, Microsoft News. She has a hunch that the digital currency is coming. If this lady in charge of a central bank has a hunch, that means it, it's done. It's already in the works. And what they want to do is they want to get rid of, you know, they got rid of the gold standard and now they want to get rid of the paper money. Uh, so everything you have, everything you save and earn will be in a computer. It'll be secure. That's what they're going to, you know, you can't get the virus by handling a computer. You know, it, it, it's ones and zeros. It's safe and it's secure. It's, it's locked down by blockchain or some of this other, what it is, uh, Google or DuckDuck, uh, Cypriotic banking crisis. The A few years ago, there was a, a, a run on the banks in Cyprus. There was a huge financial crisis in a small country, small part of the world. And the solution was the system froze everybody's money. And the government and the banks just went in and took what they wanted to fix the problem. Uh, it, it was a reverse bank robbery. And that's what you're going to be looking at because your secure digital dollars or euros or lira, you know, whatever yen, whatever you have, will be at the mercy of the government, the bank itself, probably some other corporations, the computer company that controls these, just like they control the voting machines. And of course, it will be open to hacking. You know, the, you know, the SS Titanic was hack proof until it met the iceberg. So... Uh, naturally, this being a futuristic development, I'm against it. Uh, at the very least, if uh, if central banksters are having a, a hunch about helping, you need to be concerned about it too. Um, other things to be concerned about. Justice Alito, 
uh, of the Supreme Court is concerned. He spoke last week at the, uh, I guess it was the National Lawyers Convention of the Federalist Society. I, a long time ago, uh, attended such things uh, at the Mayflower Hotel, where I suspect that he spoke last week. And he had some really good and choice words about the response of the world governments, especially in this country, to the pandemic and the lockdowns. And he called it an unimaginable uh, suppression of liberty, particularly uh, religious liberty. Take a look at that story from Reuters. I mean, no kidding, Judge. Um, what are you going to do to help us? Uh, I guess he's doing his part by, uh, by talking those are very interesting meetings. I, that might be a subject for uh, for another day. Maybe next year, the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Maybe I'll tell you uh, about my 2001 uh, journey up to Washington to listen to the authors of the Patriot Act, you know, six weeks after the fact or whatever it was. Um, I, for, I didn't know at the time. I should have asked them, hey, when did you draft this Patriot Act? Was it September 12th? Of, of this year or was it last year or always funny business up there always a great time you can't even smoke in the uh, the smoking lounge of the bar of the mayflower anymore we're losing our liberties of cigars and uh and uh the churches but but i i 17 minutes i better move it along but the trumpians went to washington um you've probably seen how that worked out i think this is an old rt link that i think was outdated when i when i pulled it up uh, other people are noticing that things are changing. Um, if the New York Times notices, it's bad. If the Atlantic notices, there may be a crisis. They sat down and thought out the possibilities of Civil War 2.0 in the United States. Take a look at that from the Atlantic. And also we've got, uh, this is an interesting story before I get to the really good news. Crisis Magazine had a great column, uh, Friday or Saturday, whatever their last day of weekly publication was. Um, everything is inverted in this crazy society. And it may be that moving forward, the good, the normal, the decent, the righteous people are going to be considered the new heretics. You probably have a, a hunch about this yourself. But uh, read this story. And there's a, they include a picture. It's of a protest. And there's a guy in a mask holding up a sign that says, idolize trans lives, exclamation point. You know, if you recall back before they even sprung trans on us, and a lot of people still don't know what trans is, in general, they were talking about acceptance. We just want to be accepted for who we are. Please tolerate us. Understand us. Idolize. Worship. They're better than us. And if you disagree with that, you're the new heretic. Um, a rocky, rocky road. Uh, that is Crisis Magazine. Take a look. And then the very last thing I got uh, at freedomprepper.com. I don't know how this works video to video, but I've got a promotional video. The final word of the day is Tweetsie. A few of you may know, know what that means, but up in North Carolina in the beautiful mountains, there is Tweetsie Railroad, which is, in my opinion, is the greatest little amusement park in the world. I've been going there a long time. And this crazy year, they were allowed to open for about two days in July, then they were shut back down. It was looking bad, but uh, they, they just, I missed it 
I should have announced it. The end of last week, they opened up for Christmas at Tweetsie. So take a look at that, that little promotional video. If you're anywhere in the, uh, the eastern southeast or the mid-Atlantic, do consider going down. It's, it's uh, probably the most family-friendly place you'd, you'd ever find. It's inexpensive. And uh, as I always say, Tweetsie is the one place, the only place that I've ever been back to as an adult that's exactly as I, the way I remember it as a child. So uh, I'm going to leave you with some good news, and hopefully tomorrow I'll be in a uh, construction site of a uh, studio. If not, I'll be back here. Uh, wherever I am, wherever you are, um, I'm grateful for you, and I can't wait to see you guys tomorrow. Have a great one.